Hey guys, former WWE superstar Hardstyle here. Make sure you're tuning in to Aaron and Tom and the incredible Hot Tag Hooligans podcast. I know I will be. Take care. Everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. I'm Aaron. Joined with me as always is Tom. Tonight we have a very special guest. One half of the Neon Blondes, Miss Danny Mo. Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well today. Pretty well. Busy day. Busy. So you're going to go down to Gatlinburg in the Sevierville, Tennessee area this weekend, and you're going to wrestle for the debut of Flawless. What are you doing to actually prepare for that right now? Um. Well. Honestly, it's been insane these past couple weeks. Uh, so I haven't done as much as I would have liked to, but I'm going to – I just watch wrestling. I make sure I at least watch a match a day. And I'm going to be picking up and looking into Zoe's matches. That way I can see her tricks and how she goes about it. That way I can uh, know what I'm about to go up against. Are you intimidated a little bit to wrestle someone as as – you know, as experienced as Zoe Sky is? Not necessarily intimidated, more like excited and ready to learn because she's been around just as long as Michael Facade, whatever you want to call him. Um, so like she was just under a different name. So I know she has a lot of experience and she's been around the world. So I know I can learn a lot from her. Now, Flawless is a huge deal. First, uh, first show for, for them. And how does that feel to be a part of that show? And um, how excited are you to be a part of that inaugural show? I was pretty excited because this is the first time that I get to be a part of a first for female stuff. Um, I mean, I've been around for a while, but I haven't got to be like the first in a whole women's division type of thing. And it's also slightly nerve wracking just because it is the first. So put that extra little bit of pressure of like, you got to be good. You got to make this good. You got to give it your all and got to look the best. You got to play the best and just show up and put out. Yeah, there's lots of talent on that card. I'm super excited. I'm actually going to go down and watch it. Uh, I'm actually coming from Evansville to watch it. And uh, I think it's going to be a great event. Um, is there, you know, going from you know wrestling work in different places and then going to like a company where it's all females is that a huge change for you and what do you think about it being all women huge change there's usually like sometimes i'm the only female at the show but i'm as a manager so like it's going to be different to be in with just an entire women's locker room it's, like, exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time just because, like, I'm used to, like, how the dudes do it. Now I'm, like, about to be around all the women. Um, so it's going to – I think it's going to be very different. Very different. Now, you got into professional wrestling, at, and your story is really weird as far as how you got into professional wrestling. Uh, but you were a great athlete and a very gifted gymnast, and you actually went to college and did some pole vaulting. 
Um, Correct, tell me, a, yes. tell me a little bit about how you got into wrestling. I'm going to let you tell that part of the story. That way you can edit it whichever way that you want, okay. but, uh, tell everyone how you got into it. So into wrestling. So I, I worked out at a gym. I worked out at Planet Fitness. Uh, and I always saw this dude with dreadlocks. I'm like, who's this guy? And like, at the time that I was going there, I was like, when I first started noticing him, I was training for a figure show um, as I was competing as alumni at my college. So I was there every day. I got my friends to work out with me. I like solidly worked out with my one friend, Kevin. And I'd always like, look at this dude. I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And like, I'd ask around and find out stuff. My coworkers that I used to work with, they would be like, yo, he's here. My mom would text me. My sister would text me like, yo, he's here. And then depending on if I worked out alone or with my one friend, uh, I would kind of work around so I could like watch <laughs> super creepy, but in like the nicest way. And, um, so I talked to literally everybody in that gym except for him. And I'm like, what's his deal? Why are you not trying to say hi to me? Cause literally every other dude, like in my notebook, like I, I keep a notebook of like my workouts and people try to take me out for coffee or hang out. And I'm like, no, no gym dudes, no gym dudes. I know you guys No. And so my friend started to not work out with me until I would talk to him. And I'm like, F. <laughs> and finally one day I, he was at the water fountain and I like went into the women's locker room and I came right back out, went behind him. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Danny. What's your name? Even though I know, I know like I've IMDB'd him. I Facebooked him. I already know all these information that he's never told me. He's like, Hey, what's up? I'm Mike. I'm like, nice to officially meet you. I see you all the time, but I never officially talked. So that was like our first interaction at the water fountain. And then we tried to hang out a few times, but it was like right before WrestleMania. And he, I think it was when it was in New York. And then he got back, he was sick. Then he was fine. Then I got sick. And it was like, all right, so I guess this isn't meant to be. We're never going to hang out. And then finally one day I saw him at the gym again. And we're like, all right, I'm coming to your practice right after you're done lifting. And then we lifted. I met him at practice him and his friend were practicing and then we went to Chipotle that was our first date I watched him practice in the ring and then we went and ate Chipotle where I ate way more than him <laughs> ladies and gentlemen she, she was not a stalker she just wasn't going to make the first move that's that's all it was you just weren't wanting to make the first move I didn't want to because I, I wasn't used to somebody like not approaching me at the gym so I was like what the heck I'm like this might I'm not trying to like sound mean or anything, but I'm like, he either has a girlfriend, which at some point he did and me trying to find all this information or he was gay. I'm like, one of the two has to happen. And turns out I finally got to talk to him. With, I think I approached him. Yeah, it was right before WrestleMania stuff. So I think I tried to talk to him in March and it took like two or three weeks before we actually got to hang out. And like we would text, but not a lot because I didn't want to like, meet him through text and like actually officially like hear from him, meet him. So we wouldn't really text much, but we would send each other pictures of our food, which at that point he loved fried food, fried food, like fries and shrimp. 
and I was eating like dino nuggets and tater tots. <laughs> a lot of people that we talked to uh, started watching wrestling at a very, very young age. So did yes. you watch it at all as a young age? So you weren't inspired by anybody coming up? No, I had, like I knew WWE was a thing. I knew my parents maybe went on one or two dates when they were younger to like see it live, like when Hogan was big. And I remember I got kicked off the track team one time in college. And uh, I remember after I got kicked off, I went and I was doing my homework and Raw was on. And like, that's the only like memory I have of like wrestling in any kind of recent years, like prior to like the past seven. <laughs> so do you find it kind of hard uh, not having that total history background or have you tried to catch up as much as you, as you can by watching film of other wrestlers and trying to gain inspiration that way? I wouldn't say hard, but I feel judged almost. It's like, oh, well, like, other people have, like, drums about their whole lives, and I just found out about it, like, seven years ago. So I feel like at some point people felt some type of way, but I think managing for six years really, like, opened me up to, like, learn a lot. I met a lot of people. I've been around many different styles, and then between, like, Michael and all his friends and all like his whole crew like I've definitely learned a lot I've been told to watch certain things and at being at shows like other guys have told me to like oh hey watch this or women have been like oh hey watch this and so like slowly but surely I'm building my my library of knowledge but it's still like baby size compared to everybody else which I'm fine with because I I'm learning as I go, and I feel like it's helping me create my own style rather than, like, I mean, yes, I, like, pull from different stuff, and when I first started managing, it was, like, a mix between Miss Elizabeth and Lita, and, like, that's me. So that was kind of my base, so, like, I watched a bunch of their stuff, and then I just learned as I go, literally, like, would be at a show, and they're like, hey, you're trying this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> They're just like, whatever, I'll try. If I succeed, I succeed. If I fail, oops. <laughs> Crash and burn, as Facade says. Crash and burn. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. So, obviously, with a gymnast background and the pole vaulting background, um, you've got to be very athletic. But that's probably a little in a little different way than being in a ring doing the pro wrestling. So, how has that helped you or hindered you in your transition to being a wrestler? I think it's helped in the fact of like, pole vaulting itself is just weird. It's a weird sport. You have to put your body in a weird position and putting all your trust into a fiberglass pole. So those can snap instantly, which you can translate into working with another wrestler. You're literally putting your life in their hands. So maybe that's where like, my trust comes in, which I never thought about that until literally this moment. Um, but I think just kind of knowing my body, but like I wasn't, I don't feel like I was as flowy as I wanted to be just because all the sports I did outside of gymnastics, which I stopped that in ninth grade because then I joined band 
and I pole vaulted. So my main sports were bowling and pole vaulting, which are very strategic to the point, same steps, same pace. So I was very like doop, 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 which kind of at first you could really see in like my early times, like getting into the ring. But I feel as I go, I'm getting a little bit more flowy and aware of my body. I have to say this because I don't think I will ever get the opportunity to say it again. But pole vaulting has got to be one of the hardest things in the world to do. <laughs> and it brings me to, I don't know if you have seen the movie Tremors, but the no. scene where they, there's underground monsters. And the, one of the ways they get away from them is they pole vault from rock to rock to rock. <laughs> I'm writing this down right now. What is this and called? Trimmers? Trimmers. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. Oh. It's from like 1990. They've made like 100 sequels, but the first one is fantastic. Okay. But they do. And I'm like, if that ever happened to me and there was underground <laughs> monsters, I would die because there's no way I could pole vault. So... I had oh, to say man. that. I will never have that opportunity again. So kudos to you for being able to pole vault. Thank you. Thank you. I don't even honestly remember how, like, the first time I had, like, one in my hand, they were just like, hey, you're a gymnast. You should try this. And next thing I know, I'm doing it all the way through college. I pulled out for eight years. Like, it's crazy to me. <laughs> You mentioned uh, being facades manager for a while, but you are now starting to step out on your own a little bit Correct. and getting more singles matches. Talk to me about how hard it is to be in an actual relationship inside the ring and outside the ring and finding <laughs> that balance. Still working on that. That balance is hard. <laughs> um, it has its super high points and it has its super low points especially because, like, we work together, we live together, we travel together. His old school crew of travelers is off doing different things now, signed different places, and so now it's, like, us. So it's definitely a lot of us. So I think me kind of branching off a little bit is going to benefit both of us. He'll get to, like, go do his, his thing, I'll go do my thing, and then we'll do our things together still. Um but I think it could only benefit us now that I am officially wrestling and I might understand a little bit more where his head is on show days now that I'm wrestling. Cause like I just managed, I was, I help out a little bit. There's not really much that I have to worry about just like looking the part and going out there and making sure I'm on point. But now that I'm wrestling, I think that's going to help me understand him a little bit more. And I think it could help us in the long run of understanding. But it's definitely beneficial at the same time detrimental without being in a bad, bad way. But I think it makes things easier. I think if I never got into it and I didn't travel with him, I really don't think it would work out because you're apart way too much. Like we were apart when he was in India and then, Japan for three months so like that's nine months he was just gone just gone but I understood it I think if I didn't get in the business at all I'd been like see ya <laughs> right 
But you, you know, being new, you've still been in the ring already with some top females on the independent scene, some people like Lady Frost. And you're also involved in a lot of intergender matches as well. Which have you liked the most so far? Your individual matches with the females, or do you like being involved in the intergender stuff? So it's very different. Because, um, like, working with the males, it's you can do a little bit, like, crazier things because they're bigger than me, so they can base a little bit better. But working with the females, it's really testing me. So that's that's a good thing, and it's making me a better wrestler. Because, like, I can do all the cool shit. Everybody already knows I can do the cool shit. But I want to be able to make the more technical things cool as well. So that's where I'm looking to grow, and that's where I want to, like, get better and make literally, like, wrestling cool, not just high spots. Is there anything that's scaring you right now as far as your development as a professional wrestler goes? Is there anything that you that you feel like that you're having trouble with grasping yet? Chain wrestling, but that's just going to come the more I do it. Um, and just being creative. I got to, like, do something. Like, everybody finds their own meditation. Like, Michael actually can meditate. I have a hard time just, like, closing my eyes and relaxing. Um, so I kind of found um, floating, and I feel like that helps bring creativity to me. Um, have you guys ever had that? Nope, going, like, my follow-up question was going to be, what? tell us what floating <laughs> is. It's, a, it's a, like, six inches of water, eight inches of water with a lot of um, Epsom salt and, or, like, sea salt. So you literally go in and you just float. And it's sensory deprivation. So you're literally, it's, there's no outside anything touching your body. You're just floating on this water in the dark. It can be silent, but I have, like, um, spa music on when I do it. Uh, and you just, like, relax and let your brain and everything just, like, chill. And it, like, helps soothe your body, helps you relax, helps you get better sleep. Like, the more you do it, the more benefit you get out of it. But I've found that that's the way I can meditate. Like, using the apps and things like that and going to meditation and all that doesn't necessarily work for me. I just don't think my brain, I don't think I'm open up to it yet. But floating, floating has helped me chill. And then it helps me get a little bit more creative after floating for a little while. I need to learn how to float because I don't sleep worth a darn. <laughs> See, there's, I don't think there's a lot in the U.S. of them. Like, there's only two in our area, but they're like an hour away. So it's like a three-hour chunk of my day where to, if I want to go float because it's an so hour you there. You travel someplace to go and do it. You just don't dump it out everywhere. Then... No, 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 no. This is like, it's like a, it's a, a float spa. It's like specifically for it, like, they have like a, sh you shower before you get in, then you, you're in there for an hour and you shower when you get out. And then they have like this oxygen bar where like you put this things in your nose and um, essential oils are like going through. It's, it's really cool. They give you hot tea. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee sounds you. Sounds great. Like that. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like a good time. It is. It's really cool. <laughs> I just wish it was closer. I'd go way more. <laughs> so is there um, different talent out there that you 
try to study maybe watch video to to help you maybe grow into either promos or wrestling style or anything like that honestly not really um i just we watch a lot of wrestling like everything that's on tv we watch might have to catch up like this past two weeks have been insane and i really haven't got to watch much but um Generally speaking, we have it on on Monday night. We watch Tuesday the YouTube. We watch Wednesday. We watch the other show Thursday. Friday we watch it, and then Saturday we usually add a show. So like, there's wrestling. Um, it's at least on every day. Right. But um, sometimes I have people review my matches, and then they send me a match to watch to like get ideas from and see how I can make my match better. So I have a couple of those that are just totally random matches that I don't think I would ever, ever find on my own. But I I definitely more so study who I'm about to wrestle so that I can go in there knowledgeable and not be like, derp, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you do. I don't know who you are. Like whenever the whole flawless uh, roster got released, I went through and I made sure I followed all of the girls and like, I want to know who they are. So then I can feel like I know them even just going in and it, it's like a better start to meeting a whole new roster that we're all going to be the first part of. I think this weekend down there, I think that show is going to be fantastic for a lot of people. I, I just saw earlier today, they are going to be able to stream that. Even yeah, I just see they're going to have like a one single camera. Right, they're going to ha- be able to stream it. So a lot of people, like I said, Tom's going to go up and actually watch it. Uh, so that'll give somebody like myself a chance to actually sit down and watch it as well. I think we all kind of live that lifestyle if we're involved in even doing podcasts. There's wrestling every night of the week for us some in some form. You know, with me and Tom, it's we watch all the shows and then we have an interview like two to three times a week with someone as well. So there's definitely a lot going on. And there a lot of those girls down there that you're going to meet are super talented, and I think that you just need to really understand that you belong with those women down there, and you're going to do a great job. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm nervous, but excited. I'm super excited. That show is going to be fantastic. I'm going to be sitting front row cheering all of y'all on. You're going to be like, this guy is nuts. So when you go for the moonsault off the top into the crowd. (laughs) Lord. Go towards Tom. I'll, I'll catch you. Catch me. You'll be catch all right. Me. Hey, Tom, I'll Tom, give you a, Tom used I'll to you know, okay. so he, yeah? he could probably catch you. He could probably catch you, yeah. Okay. Why'd you stop? Um, well, life. life. Life's a great answer. Uh, truth be told, I'm, at the time, um, I wasn't getting paid a whole lot. And I was getting some opportunities at my current shoot job that I've been at for 16 years. And uh, so I kind of weighed things. And the way the scene was at the time, I just, it was, it was just wasn't worth it. And I, you know, the promotions that I was kind of working with, I just wasn't having fun anymore. Uh, And then, then life really happened. I got married. I gained a bunch of weight. And then I'm just like, now I'm just the biggest wrestling fan there is. So Okay. So you've been on both sides. So that's it gives you a different type of understanding. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I love everything about wrestling so much deeper because I appreciate what you guys do. 
um, especially being able to do it at much higher level than what I did. Um, I always try to tell people if they ask me, I was like, yeah, I spent about 15 minutes in the business, but I can tell you that 15 minutes is long enough for me to know that what you guys do is extremely special. Oh, well, thank you. Thank so. you. Well, Danny, we want to thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got a lot going on, especially with getting ready for this weekend. Uh, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And I tell you what, here in a couple of months, I, hopefully you'll get on the next Flawless show. I heard that they're going to look to run one in January, perhaps as yeah, well. Yeah, I heard that. So before, yeah. Hopefully we can get you on that show and then we can get you back on here and we can talk about how your career is progressing. Hell yeah. I have, um, I have Flawless this weekend and then on the 24th, I'll be at Goddess of War and then I'll be down in Virginia in November and then up at New England Wrestling in November as well. So I have a decent amount of stuff coming up for being COVID. <laughs> if they have any flyers or anything for them shows, send them to us and we'll, we'll get them shared everywhere so that we can get people to go to those things. Okay, for sure. All right. Well, Danny, thank you so much. Tell Facade I said hi. And I will do uh, so. we will talk to you soon, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace.